Hi guys. Hi. Welcome to episode um four. Four. I think it was technically supposed to be three, but it was supposed to be three. Um we also just posted episode three, but I know that it's already reached like su- superior heights of critical acclaim. Yeah, we're it's up everybody's favorite. We're up for a um, Peabody Award for that one, I think. Yeah. Um which you know, if we win it, I, I need you to accept it because I don't want to get peed on. <laughs> I was going to make that joke about how you're the most qualified person I know to win a key no, body award. No, no, <laughs> Folks, just before we get in too deep on this episode, uh, where we'll be talking about uh, the recent uh, pack of Robert Greene films that hit Criterion, I, j- I just want to go public with... Uh, with something that I've been dealing with in my personal life. Um, I'm dying of coronavirus. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I am recording under uh, under a COVID quarantine. Yeah. This is young, inf- the imperial infected... This is a young uh, Corona Corona uh, commander. Um, the COVID conquistador. I, this is just making me sad now. Why? I, I had to tell the know. people at home, I can't live my life <laughs> in hiding anymore, man. You know, I don't want that for you either. I understand. Do you know what this does to a person to live with this kind of mental? I had to tell my mom I had coronavirus, dude. She almost kicked me out of the fucking house. Not to mention her husband has coronavirus. Do you know what that does to a woman? She almost set us both on the streets, man. But I just wanted to thank uh, all the... I think, what was the number last time, Vince? Like 50,000 or so listeners out there in Radioland? It was upwards of um, 750,000 listeners on our last episode. I just wanted to thank the uh, 1.5 million listeners who checked in, specifically on just the iHeartRadio app, who uh, Mm -hmm. wished me a a good farewell and a happy tithing. Um, No, I'm kidding. Legally required to say this is a sponsored ad. (laughs) (laughs) This is sponsored by the Trump coronavirus vaccine, which should be coming out uh, in two days. No, it, it, it... it's going to be, it'll be coming out two days ago. By the time this episode drops, of course, yeah. Um, now, I just want to say, guys, if I have a stuffy nose, or if I cough or something, or if I get dry, I'm, tr- I'm trying to lubricate. I'm also recording through a mask, so. <clears throat> also, if you're mean to Johan about anything at all, he has coronavirus. Yeah, I'm going to, pu- I was thinking of pulling that out a couple of times at Vince if he's mean to me over the course <laughs> of this episode. Like, if he disagrees with me about something, I'm just going to be like, how could i'm dying yeah <laughs> or just start like yeah can you call me ugly real quick vince you know i can't do that <laughs> what were you saying <coughs> i'm sorry give me a second. you said i'm ugly <laughs> johan you can't joke about like <laughs> like two hundred thousand people are dead Hey, buddy, I'm trying not to be a statistic, man. <laughs> you bring me joy, 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 joy. Yep. And you fill the void that once was missing. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. First DMCA strike right there because you chose to strike sing that one. song. <laughs> mm. No, I don't know. I'm, dude. I'm good. I'm not making light of it. The shit sucks, bro. No, I know. Yeah. I, uh, that's. I mean, at least what's nice about doing this with you is I I keep a constant eye on you. So now I'll, I'll just know. This is also true. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll be good, man. You. Yeah. Things will be fine. I honestly think I sounded worse on the last episode. I was dry a couple times. Yeah, you sound sound great. Wonderful. You look strong. Thank you. Once we got that housekeeping out of the way, guys, it's fair game to talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. Yeah, like, what have we been watching since the last episode dropped? Uh, A day, an hour ago. Two hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you want to hit it, or do you want me to hit it? Oh, I mean, yeah, sure, I'll be be quick. I've just been watching the the NBA. That's it. I've been watching basketball. It's phenomenal. I still am, I'm still a little bit in disbelief about the, uh, how how bad the clippers went down um let's see today the the heat lost only for the second time this whole playoff run yeah they've they've had a crazy run right they are 10 and 2 jesus christ just like your hands on Um, the steering wheel buddy and they're in the driver's seat right now (laughs) uh Let's see. The Lakers played the Nuggets last night. How'd that uh, go? Anthony Davis had upwards of 700,000 points. Of course. Um, Is that a stat that comes uh, from Andre Luther King on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no- <laughs> Somebody kept saying, like, <laughs> the Lakers are slutting up the Nuggets, <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> They're making a real it's whore a- of the Nuggets? Yeah. <laughs> it's a... It's it's real good. No, I I hope my Lakers hold on and win that series. I really like the Nuggets though. Shout out Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Cuz you you'll love Nikola Jokic cuz he's a he's like a tubby boy who's very good at basketball. No, I've seen the pictures of him and he just looks like yeah. a like a very thick cut like cup of custard. Yeah, that's it. Very thick Slavic man. If there was who's, a who's so nice with it. <laughs> if there was a like it and a gotta have it, he'd be the love it. Absolutely. That's good for him. I'm happy for him. Yeah. What about um, uh, the Greek freak, Giannis Atetokounmpo? Two-time oh, wait, MVP. Did you, yeah, wait, did you see LeBron's reaction to this? Uh, LeBron was upset? Yes, because... His son is smoking weed on Instagram Live? That, and then out of 101 votes cast for the MVP, LeBron only got 16 who got more than he did? Like everybody? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably just Giannis. I it's it's I mean, that's pretty close to like unanimous. So, um whatever. He's not going to he's probably not going to be in Milwaukee next year. He need he needs somebody mm-hmm. else to play with him. He's dominant. Um Right. It's so it's been so fun this season cuz everything that's supposed to be good on paper ended up not being good in real life. It was incredible yeah we, love well, it. it's we the, truly love to see it it's the magic of the bubble right um 
Yeah, but I think I, I would it have been just, like this? It's just been like that. Yeah. Would it have been like this otherwise? Do you think? Do you really think absolutely. so? Absolutely, people That's had crazy. The, the, people had the 76ers reaching the finals, and it's like, do you know how dysfunctional and young that team is? Like, yeah, no, they lost in the first round of the playoffs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, the bubble adds to it. It's it's the great equalizer, I think. But um, sure. I don't know. We've already talked about this too much. <laughs> what have you been watching? <laughs> no, you're good. I, I wanted to know about it as somebody who does not follow this, the only sport that I like like um, near closely enough. Vince just flexed me his muscle, and you know what I gotta say? My man's is looking kind of brolic. He's look. You're honestly kind of looking like a like it. A what? Like like it? You're not love it or oh. gotta have it. You're a like it. <laughs> As opposed to me, I'm the spoon that they give you to sample. <laughs> You're looking nice, man. Damn. Um, I've been watching... So, I... Listen, I did a little preliminary research. I scoped out this uh, documentary because I, I wasn't quite sure if we were going to be able to make a full app about it. And I just wanted to... I just wanted to, you know, survey it out, see what it was like. Um... It ended up being just okay, uh, good in all the right ways, in all the ways you'd want mm-hmm. a documentary to be good, uh, not bad enough to be interesting kind of thing. Just hit that perfect middle ground that a lot of television documentaries do. Um, I'm talking about uh, this documentary called Black Boys that is on um, It's on Peacock, folks, and it comes to mm-hmm. us from uh, f- uh, director Sonia Lohman. Um one of a number of handful of peacock documentaries that have come out since the service launched like a month ago. Have you, have you had a chance to look at peacock like at all? No, it's, um, nearly unusable. Jesus. It's like a non-functional app. That being said, they're like, dude, their library of movies is actually fucking crazy. Yeah. They've got like every old Clint Eastwood movie in that bitch. That's where I watched Spartacus. Um mm. Yeah, I don't know. They've got a whole bunch of weird horror movies. I I'd recommend giving it a look. It's pretty cool. Um nice. they also have Trolls World Tour, which I know you were really looking forward to because you're a baby. No comment needed from <laughs> Vince on that one. So Black No, Boys, I'm not No, no I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm talking about a serious film, Vince. Go ahead. I'm not a man. <laughs> yeah, Vince is looking forward to that movie in between breast milk and uh, <laughs> sitting on his dad's lap. <laughs> Sweet. Um, <laughs> Black Boys, the synopsis from Letterbox says... Um, <clears throat> Illuminating the spectrum of black male humanity in America, an intimate intergenerational exploration. The film strives for insight to black identity and opportunity at the nexus of sports, education, and criminal justice. So it, you know, it's trying to to be this like broad, all encompassing um, examination, deconstruction of what it means to be a, a young black man in America. Um, and I mean, I like I'm coming to that. Is that 
Is that not what this podcast is? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm I can. So that's sorry. another one. I don't think I can answer that one. Way, so. <laughs> Certainly not on the microphone, Vincent. Yeah, uh, no, I was going to say, like, obviously I can't speak to that experience, but the, the documentary makes a, a good case for it. Um, divided up into a, a whole lot of, uh, a handful of segments of like mind body soul spirit um just really trying to be holistic in its approach like like black masculinity nascent black masculinity and they've got um they've got some some big celebrities in there lots of big athletes um you know what i hate to pick i'm sorry i'm not picking on the movie but I, I i hate to pinpoint on it but it really looks like it 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 needed at least like triple or double the the budget of what it ended mm. up getting you can see the boundaries mm. kind of pushing in on it uh but that i mean mm. that's that's not always a bad thing it speaks to big vision from the director so i don't know guys peacock is free this documentary yeah. is free maybe um maybe a good op- also basketball related because carmelo is in it right carmelo is in it yeah without the hoodie yeah very important. Yeah. Is he is he from Baltimore? Do you know that off the top of your head? He's from he's from the Bronx, but he went to a high school uh wherever um oh my god, what's it called? Huh. Not Oakwood. Oh Jesus. Bonanza High School have, in Las Vegas. I have Nevada? to look it up now. It's gonna bug me. Uh Vince no, is- I think he went to school. Is it in Baltimore or in Virginia? Vince is closing the Trolls World Tour tabs that he had open on his laptop right now. Yeah, and there's so many for me to get through. Like, it's Oak Hill in Virginia. Oh, well. Looks like I was wrong about everything, folks. It's uh, it's an important school. Anyways. There we go. Um, Yeah, listen, guys, uh, if you... I don't know. Teachable moment. Good documentary coming from from a very wholehearted place i've already talked about it way too long and i tend to talk about it watch it learn from it i don't know it's free you if if, if in this moment we're like gathering resources there's a resource for you i don't know you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck it i rewatched um prometheus today let's go made me feel good uh, while i was tripping off uh Claritin. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have anything intelligent to say. The movie just fucking rocks. That's what I'm talking about. When was the last time you watched? Was that? I've only seen like some of it. I watched it once. Well, you're tripping. Like some of it. Um. No, I need to give it a, a good sit. Uh, how? That's good quarantine cinema. You think? Dude, I watched Dune the other day too. I rewatched Dune mm. and I I mm-hmm. watched Prometheus and I feel like a little hoe, but I gave them both five stars on Letterbox. Like I just want movies to make me happy when I'm feeling sick, and both of those movies make me very happy. What more do you want? Love is all you need. Cameron. I believe he's the one who wrote that. Yes. Yeah. Came from uh, Dipset. Yep. Go ahead and drop that uh, right there. Give you some space to, to do that <laughs> drop. No. 
No. You should watch uh, Prometheus with your mom. That's that's when I watched it. Um, oh. And I think I, I think we all ended up like falling asleep or I just stopped paying attention because I was young and dumb. I don't know. Yeah, you were 25, I think, when the movie came out. Yeah. yeah. I'm 24 now, though, so. Crazy. Yeah. You and Skylar Gazondo were uh, Benjamin Buttoning. <laughs> in the exact same direction. Don't, don't put me and Batman in the same sentence. <laughs> Vincent Briscoe, Skylar Gazondo, Trolls World Tour, two men babies. I'll kill you. Two baby men. Um, do you like Ridley Scott? Just as a little. Y- yeah. You do. I think so. We, we watched uh, All the Money in the World together, and I think we both felt pretty similarly about it. Yeah. A lot of fun, just a big mess, though. Yeah. Real quick, thumbs up, thumbs down, Blade Runner. Oh, I don't, I, I literally, I don't know. I don't know. I, I own it. Gun to your head, yay or nay? Yay. The Martian. <laughs> nay. Alien. Yay. Gladiator. I don't know. Uh, I, I, have I actually seen Gladiator? <laughs> nah, we all have. Thelma and Louise. I haven't watched it. Black Hawk Down. Have not watched. American Gangster. Fire. Harris Savide is the god. Big fire. Big, big fire. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else interesting to add to this discussion. So, I love Ridley Scott. Ridley's one of my dudes, man. Prometheus, For is, sure. Prometheus is cool because it was him coming back to like proper sci-fi after like a, like mm-hmm. decades of him not doing it, and yeah. to find out that it was a fucking alien movie. Yeah, because it wasn't. I remember that being a big deal, dude. Crazy, crazy times, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that fucking covers it. I've been watching a whole lot of YouTube videos and stuff just because I'm like, I did not mention to you, Vince, but Corona has also kept me from like sleeping regularly. Okay. So I'll have a couple hours on, couple hours off type of night. Mm. So I've been watching a whole lot of um, Conan O'Brien stuff on YouTube. It's made me happy. Amazing. Conan is awesome. He has a big archive of old episodes and old remotes. Um, like the only late night host. That's funny. Have you ever watched any of the old Letterman bits? Like him working at Taco Bell or McDonald's or anything like that? No. And I always, I wish I, I don't know. I wish I like grew up with Letterman. <laughs> I didn't grow up with any of these guys. Yeah. Because I had a bedtime. Yeah. Conan used to be really weird, man. I still think he's really weird, but Conan used to be like yeah. like really fucking weird. Some of the bits honestly remind me of like Eric Andre stuff or like mm. mm-hmm. Tim and Eric type stuff. got no other housekeeping stuff for you guys we're talking robert green today folks we're talking robert green at pre-war cinema on twitter which is one of the best handles it is he's a good poster i think too he's a really good poster he gets into the occasional 
neoliberalism, but that's okay. Who amongst us, you know? I think it's 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 more it's more like earnest posting than than just neolib. Is he wholesome? But, is he wholesome pilled? Do you think? I, <laughs> dude, I have. <laughs> Yeah. My dad, my dad got me like the sweetest birthday gift. He's so like fucking wholesome pilled. To do. <laughs> like, <laughs> he got me exactly what I wanted, and it's like sentimental, and like I'm gonna cherish it forever. That's, wholesome. Pill. <laughs> that's like uh, our kids talking about us. Uh, just uh, the next generation of posters, completely unable to communicate any ideas or emotions in any meaningful mm-hmm. way using functional human language. Yeah, you're so dad pilled. <laughs> what are you you're you look so human pilled today dude you're using so many words are you like word pilled <laughs> laugh pilled oxygen pilled existence pilled <laughs> everything's gonna be irony to them dude you're so alive pilled couldn't be me <laughs> i hate <laughs> thought pilled um <laughs> no uh yeah robert green pretty good lefty pretty good praxis as far as i can tell occasional wholesome pilled poster we love yeah. him i think I, I i i love him you love him uh sure yeah him as a person sure right yeah what's his uh what's his body of work look like for the folks at home vince oh his whole body work. Well, he's been here. Let me see. He's he's been working for a, a, a damn while. Right. Um, we're only talking about three of his films. The three that are currently available on Criterion Channel. Um, let's see. He has how many features? One, two, three, four. So there's like seven features to his name. Um, or no, like- I can't read. One, two, three. Four. Yeah, that is seven. Okay, so yeah, like seven features to his name. I've, I mean, I've heard of like Katie with an I and Fake It So Real. These ones being good, but um, these three we're talking about are his most recent as well. So, which, what are they? Oh yeah, they are um, 2014's Actress, 2016's Kate Plays Christine, and 2018's Bisbee Seventeen. Yep. Uh, so, in addition to his documentary work, I mean, Robert Greene's been uh, behind the scenes on a lot of other people's projects for a while. Um, yes. Let's see. So he he's a talented cinematographer. He shoots most of his stuff, but uh, in terms of editing films, looks like he edited um, pretty much like all of Alex Ross Perry's like like recent run of projects right yeah yeah which uh every time i've heard about that that's really interesting because uh robert green i don't know if you know he lives in missouri yeah yeah he lives in the like on a farm right like in the middle of nowhere type thing no i don't think i don't think so because he he also teaches so i don't know but he uh he so when he's editing a film like alex has to come down there and they have to just be together for however long they're making the film it's him and kanye dude kanye's got wyoming robert green's got missouri he's got a yeah he's got mizzou on lock is that where he teaches the mo on lock oh i i don't know i actually don't know where he teaches 
Good for he's him. He's just meant he's mentioned it before I've seen. So gotcha. Um, so yeah, it looks like he edited um, Golden Exits. Listen up, Philip. Que- Listen up, Philip, Queen of Earth and her smell, um, as well as producing an even wider variety of work. Um, the, you like this one, approaching the elephant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have not seen that one, but that that's a crazy film. Yeah, <laughs> it's, on my, it's on my watch list, buddy boy. Um, that would be a good one to talk about on here. Honestly, let's do it, man. I'm cool with whatever. Um, yeah. A couple of like a poker film, some political documentaries that he's produced. Um, yeah, well-rounded artist is my point with Robert Greene. I could be out of bounds here, but I think he also has a big hand in the true false. Uh, film festival. festival sounds about right to me because that's i'm pretty sure that takes place in missouri i again could be totally wrong i don't know but folks we're yeah. all about research on this uh on this i podcast. i'm never wrong. i know everything so well you know i can say whatever i want because i have coronavirus um yeah uh true false takes place in missouri it sounds right it takes place in columbia missouri mm-hmm. um yeah good for him um, that's fucking dope. Cool guy. Uh, I got to see Bisbee at Sundance. Yeah. My girlfriend, Hannon with our, our beloved friend, Nick. Um, that was m- my first exposure to Robert Green. And, uh, wait, no, it wasn't. What you talking about? Yeah, it wasn't. Cause we saw golden exits at Sundance. And Robert Green was there. Was he there? Yeah, I remember Alex Ross Perry making a joke because Robert Green starts to like answer a question, and then Alex is like, "Oh, great! Now he's gonna go talk forever." That's hilarious. Well, folks, there you I'd go. I'd love to be that kind of mean to you in public. Well, I hope I always have coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, so that you never have an excuse to be mean to me again, ever. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Well, I guess there you go. Yeah, Golden Exits was my pr- proper Robert Green pilling. Um, <laughs> oh, but we watched Bisbee, and um, you know, I, that was the one time I'd seen Bisbee, so I rewatched it for the pod. But I'm not gonna lie to you, I feel like the version we saw of Bisbee was uh, slightly different, not radically different, but slightly different. It was, no, it was, it was longer. It's I, I read one interview. It was like 10 minutes longer, I think. Yeah. So our main complaint about that version of Bisbee was that it was too damn long. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, Hannah, call into the pod right now if you got anything to add to this. But yeah, it's, it, it really seemed like uh, I think Hannah got a nosebleed in the middle of that one. Uh, God. Nick fell asleep. I fell asleep. Damn. Lots of stuff that's, happened. Uh, that sucks, because it's such a good big screen movie. But It is a really good we'll get big to screen that. movie, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, had you seen any Robert Greene before our, our pod recording? So, I had seen, like, I had, like, started Actress before. Right. Um, not finished it. Had started Bisbee before and was like, ooh, I don't know if I like this. Didn't finish that. Um... And then I'd watched Kate plays Christine and was like, I hated that. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, excited to talk about. (laughs) I am too. 
All right. Uh, do you want to just get into it? Sure. We're going to go chronologically. Yeah, let's go actress 2014. Actress 2014. Actress um, 20. Actress, actress is a film about um, a, a woman named Brandy Burr who. Uh, who was, I think, at one point neighbors with Robert Greene. That's gonna, how they knew each other. I was going to get yeah. into that. Yeah, they lived right next to each other. Yeah, so she uh, she had done some acting work when she was, like, you know, younger. Uh, had been in, like, The Wire and other TV stuff. Um, had basically given it all up to be uh, with her boyfriend and have children and the film is about her deciding to jump back into the realm of acting or to try to get back into the realm of acting it is about trying spoiler alert folks she's been tri-pilled it's gonna be be a good healthy bit no it's okay you have coronavirus i have coronavirus Yeah. yeah um what did what did we think of actress? Let's just get that out. Um, so I mean, it's. <clears throat> I thought it was okay. Um, it becomes clear yeah. that his interest in, or his thesis rather, across actress Kate plays Christine in Bisbee Seventeen. Um, he 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 wants to explore the relationship between perf- uh, like people and performance. Yeah. Um, and how that plays into the overall, like, like camera truth. Right. Because his doc or his films are presented as documentaries. I think even Kate plays Christine, which we'll get into, which relies on some like fictional elements, recreation Mm -hmm. elements or whatever. Um, he 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 just wants to know like or at least it rubbed off on me as as uh he wants to know like where we draw the line right between what what we consider to be real what we take at face value is like oh that's that's the camera telling me a truth versus uh oh that's the camera that's that's a movie like it's telling me that that's a movie that that's filmmaking active filmmaking happening on screen um yeah i don't i don't know and i i think um I don't know. Actress was a. It's his. It's his most simple one of the three. Obviously, like it goes without saying, it's like Definitely. it's a smaller movie. It looks really cheap. Um, the scale is extremely personal. Um, I don't know. I feel like I I can't go super in depth on actress without spoiling how I feel about Kate plays Christine, because I feel like actress handles this thesis in a way that did not yet offend me. Right. So I'm, yeah. Yeah. I, I I, actress, I find like, hmm, this is what's tough about like talking about Robert green is all of his films are such intellectual exercises. Right. You said of just, he wants you to be constantly questioning what is real and what isn't and why, you're even asking that of course um so 
Did you like Actress? I did. I did. I just... There's something about... It... it te- I feel like I feel like it just crosses a line of like the gaze in the film is not Robert Greene's and it is Brandy Burr's. Yeah, absolutely. There's like a weird liminality between it being his eye versus it being her eye. And yeah, when it the the movie, um, I think the movie up until a certain point is is pretty much just her her gaze, what she sees, what she's going through. Then, I mean, obviously we're going to be talking spoilers, folks. Um, yeah. Her and her, her longtime boyfriend, her husband, her partner, whatever you want to call it, have a falling out. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the scene where it's like the dead of night in their empty house and he comes home way, Incredible. way late from work? Yeah. That I think is the, that's the breaking of the handshake. That is, when it goes from being her movie to being Robert Greene's movie, because after that point you start, cause obviously that's something that nobody should be seeing. Not even her. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, mm-hmm. he's, the exactly. husband is getting there that, that and time. And she's in bed. She can't even see. Exactly. Yeah, literally. Because, she can't see. Exactly. Yeah. Because he knows that she's going to be asleep. Robert Greene yes. is seeing this from the perspective of an empty house. He's filming this husband who's doing something that he shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing. Obviously it's a violation of trust in their relationship. And there, yeah. there'd been tension up until that point. It's all building up and this is the fever pitch that it reaches. But after that point, it's a, it's a severing of the cord. It goes from being Brandy Burr's movie to being the Robert Greene show that's when it starts to lose me a little bit. I'm not going to lie because there's the, I think that's when it starts taking place in the holiday season, right? The setting moves pretty strongly to being like Thanksgiving Christmas ish. I think so. There is like a, there's a Thanksgiving sequence that takes place after that though. And I remember that scene seeming so separated from Brandy Burr to the point where by the time she's showing like her mom and her kids, the footage of her on the wire. Right. Yeah. That really just is. If you're seeing that from Brandy Burr's perspective, I, 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 I can't imagine it'd be anything but sweet, but seeing it from Robert Greene's perspective, seeing it from, mm-hmm. from this outsider perspective mm-hmm. makes it so like pitiful. I'm, okay, I'm glad you said this because there is, I I don't want to like straight up ask like because it is just it's just a film and it doesn't matter. I, I did want to ask like what you think of Brandy Burr. Um, like, do I think she's a good actress or anything like that? No, no, just like I don't know. What do you get out of her as a person from the film? I don't know. So because no, I ask because I do get that same feeling. I do like there is. He, uh, there's something about when Robert Greene's gaze, whenever you become aware of it, it is never the Varda thing of like, I'm doing this because it is nice. Right. It is, he thinks, like I've, I've read one interview. He thinks that anytime he, he steps into the film, he is supposed to be the antagonist. And he thinks that like imposing his gaze is only perverted. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for for a number of reasons. And and like that can be your maybe that's your opinion of cinema or whatever, but like I don't know, something about like making a film with 
that in mind, especially as a documentarian, like you run into pr- issues like this where like I yeah, I know what Brandy thinks this is, but now I'm getting what Robert thinks and it's and I don't know that Brandy knows this is what Robert thinks. It's, it's, I'll take it a step further. And I think he's he's making it where Robert thinks Brandy thinks this is. He, Robert Robert is trying to posture what this woman, this grown woman, is feeling. Mm-hmm. Instead of, I, I, I think at times it's just him and at times it's him projecting onto her. And I think specifically yeah. in that scene where, where she's showing her kids and her family, her old footage, it really feels directed. It feels, yeah. it feels pretty strongly directed in to you, the audience and, and to like, and in the same way that she's directing it towards her family, mm-hmm. it's meant to be. And I, 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 kind of regret using the word pitiful um i don't use the word pitiful out of spite and i don't mean it to be rude but i i feel sorry for her yeah that there there isn't a space wide enough for her to to carve a a, like a healthy functional career out of Right. right yeah you can't you can't help but feel sorry for her um that 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 is what i meant i guess um but yeah no it it does feel perverted it feels very perverted and the perversion in actress I'm okay with, or I'm more okay with than I am in Kate plays Christine because in actress it's somebody that he knows and is yes. probably really familiar with. Mm-hmm. He's like in her house. She was obviously comfortable enough to let him make a movie about her life or her life, her career, whatever the fuck. Um, but when you start talking about Kate plays Christine, that, that gets into some trickier territory. Absolutely. I, um, to go, to go back to, uh, Brandy's, uh, partner, Tim, I, you know, that, that scene where he comes in, I, uh, he, I'm, because of like, you know, the staged nature of the film, like you said, um, I love how much he breaks that formal barrier. He is so, it is so interesting, like, to think of this, you know, documentarian filming a subject who is entirely, like, uninterested in being in, in the film, uh, in helping him out, like, clearly doesn't like that there's a camera around. There's a part where he gets his, you know, sad dad apartment and Brandy comes and, like, drops off the kids or whatever. Or she comes to, I, maybe she, I think she does to drop off the kids. Sounds right. And, and Tim, like, doesn't come to greet her doesn't because because what's following her is the camera yeah and he's like out of the room he's being dismissive of everything she says because the camera is with her yeah it, and it's it, it's really interesting and like kind of fun even though i know it's wrong you know <laughs> it's very messy and like almost like a reality tv kind of messiness yes exactly that's yeah which he he doubles down on in his next film and then I mm-hmm. think completely rebukes in Bisbee. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean that that's like big picture trajectory stuff. So I hope sure, I, yeah. I hope we remember this stuff when we talk about like Bisbee, you know, fucking mm-hmm. three hours from now. But yeah. It's in actress it feel all I, I think I'm more willing to give it a pass because mm-hmm. 
I appreciate the small scale experimentation in actress. He's yeah, he's yeah. playing around in a very interesting way, even if it is at times wrong or at times it doesn't work. Yeah. What do you, um, what do you think of, of the way like? I guess just from a technical level, how do you feel about actress? Because that's another interesting thing to track about him because he yeah. gets like better he occasionally brings in for sure. collaborators for sure yeah yeah um so and and because he's also his own editor which i think is it's a big a help oh <laughs> really Woo. i don't know okay i don't know how you feel about him as an editor even in the fiction films and like you mentioned about bisbee everything is too fucking long you know, watching Bisbee again this time, didn't yeah. feel that, man. Didn't feel that. There are some times in Bisbee it, Where it, it comes drags. up, but, but yeah. yeah. I even felt it in places in Kate Place, Christine, whatever. Um, but The only one that I felt I, it I, in is Actress. So Actress is interesting because like... Isn't it only um, like 80 minutes long? Oh yeah, huh. It's uh, it's eighty six minutes, but the thing is though, it has, it's this again. We're talking about things that are wrong. Like it's got this weird clash with, um, I don't know. The editing keeps having like this kind of forward thrust to things. Like it it gets a little bit aggressive at times and trying to like push things forward. Sure. Um, but the camera always is like trying to to be musical and like linger and find time to just. Like, I don't know, watch Brandy as she showers, even. like That feels to, weird. Right. Yeah, and it, I don't know. I think those two things clash a lot in a way that doesn't, um, I don't know, it doesn't enhance anything for me. I don't know. The, the way he incorporates music in Bisbee is, you'd, you'd think it was a different filmmaker. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's 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 why I think, like, I don't know. If I were to watch Actress completely at face value and without any context of this man's, like, career, mm-hmm. as it would be, like, in terms of what it would become, Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd be able to give Actress a pass at that point. But knowing right. that, especially, I think there's, there's a bigger one-to-one, surprisingly, between Actress and Bisbee. I think, mm. I don't, I... I think even though Kate plays Christine sees him kind of broadening his scope and, and hard air quotes, like sharpening his like thesis or honing in on it or whatever. I think yeah. he's using lots of music. The, the editing is often like musical. It's very rhythmic. Yeah. It's, it's not um, didactic yeah. or, or uh, like formalist, I guess. Um, just way more poetic. I think that's what it is. I think Actress and yeah. I think Bisbee are both extremely poetic movies. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I I did want to... Okay, maybe we can end on Actress right around here. Because um, I did want to say there's like that... This bit at the end where Brandy goes on an audition. Um, she like is going into the city. She's finally like out there going to try to do it. There's this whole like... You see her feel the like wind oh oops jesus you see her feel like the wind gust as the train approaches and everything she's back out into the world and then like 
not long after she's posed for the camera holding her daughter and like brandishing a brand new black eye yeah and uh immediately she says like oh everyone thought it was tim which like oh you know sigh of relief you know of course um uh and instead she she tells like the real story which is just that she'd been at a party she was drunk she had a few she had a few drinks uh she went to like walk outside like literally cross a door and she fell right on her face and it like the way that that speaks to uh i don't know the way that that speaks to the human condition and the way that i think that that like section of the film is is both shot and edited is like deeply poetic um and again a little bit pitiful because i think that's that might be how robert green sees this woman which is a problem i guess i guess it depends it depends where the pity is coming from if he thinks he's like yeah like helping her by doing this and then that is a problem but if it's coming from the the where i think it is coming from like the neighborly trying to like being maybe even fascinated by this woman and trying to gain an insight into her life and hoping that she might be able to gain some insight into her life and career through yeah. through this the act of, of like filmmaking like maybe yeah yeah it's just I, I i do love that it it is like i don't know you literally try to cross the door back into the world and you fall flat the fuck on your face yeah. um and that's something like you you know often don't anticipate happening and it's sad when it does Right. Uh, but like, I don't know. Oh yeah. You get the feeling that Brandy's going to keep going or she's going to, she's going to keep trying to figure it out and maybe she'll like catch her step next time. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else on actress? (laughs) I don't know. I did look up on Letterboxd to see if she'd been in anything and it's. Listen up, Philip. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Outside of that, it's like slim pickings, huh? Mm-hmm. That makes me sad. <laughs> I think she did. I think she starred in, like, some indie. Okay. Uh, but that wasn't too long ago, like, within the past, like, five years. But, yeah, I don't know. Well, prayers up for Brandy. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. to talk about kate plays christine kate plays christine kpc that's what we yes that's what i called it growing up yeah yeah same so um well you know how i how, how do you do you you like this film i thought it was kind of but okay that's my uh, that's my four years of film school uh opinion on this one is I thought it was kind of kind of cheeks, low key kind of ass. Yeah, Kate plays Christine, <laughs> two pack of ass. <laughs> um, I don't know why that always gets because <laughs> it's so funny. The idea that you can buy ass in a one pack. That, the video of Joe Budden saying that is so. It's funny. a two pack of ass. <laughs> that shit is a two pack of ass. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Take this time to announce our uh, merger with the Joe Button Podcast Network. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We're gonna have uh, Mall on the next. Mall, 
Moo. <laughs> Those dudes fucking suck, man. They suck. <laughs> uh, a lot like uh, a lot like Kate, play, Kate plays Christine. Um, yeah. This, so this movie kind of uh, kind of offended me. <laughs> it should. Should it? Or am I just being too sensitive? No, it, it probably it should. There's the that is the point. That is the point, right? This this movie is just a provocation. I saw I literally saw an interview. Rubber Green says when Kate first puts on the wig, right? You're supposed to laugh. You know, I didn't I didn't laugh. I this is where I'll use pitiful as a pejorative. I it it you're you're cosplaying as a dead woman. It, let me tell you. Okay. The the film is supposed to like make you hate the idea of wanting to cosplay a dead woman, right? Right. So every image it shows you that isn't just like gathering information or whatever, you're supposed to just hate. It it's it's perverse. It, Exactly, and then it, and then at the end, it has the fucking nerve to blame me for it. I didn't tell you to make this film. <laughs> I didn't tell you I didn't, to do shit, dog. I didn't. I didn't. Hey, Caitlin Shield, if you don't want to pull the trigger, it doesn't. It doesn't affect me either way. Not at all. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the counter on that one because you've spent this entire <laughs> film. You spent this entire film leading up to obviously her inevitable and extremely tragic on-air suicide, right? Yeah. You're building up to that. And in Mm -hmm. the back of my head, I'm thinking, number one, the director. He's on some... This is is some performance shit. This is some... I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the relationship between actors and 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 real life and blah 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 and then Mm -hmm. caitlin shield is capital p preparing for her role as christine chubbick so i'm i'm it's building up to this and i keep telling myself she's gonna put the gun to her head and she's gonna say you know what i can't fucking do it i'm not gonna do this we're done i'm canceling the project i'm walking away and you know what that's pretty much what the fuck happens and then she says, "It does. Who cares? It doesn't matter anyway." And she does it. It felt like the most self-gratifying. Like, <laughs> you, how long is it? <laughs> you wanted? You, you are. You're absolutely right when you say this, Vince. You guys wanted to make this movie. You and then make me feel bad about it. I sat here for two hours so you could look at me and say, fuck you. Bro, what? Number one, rude. I have coronavirus. Off top. Two. Shut up. Like, it's I'm so- dying. Oh, my God. I don't... I I don't like this movie. It, th- just any idea of a film, going into it and wanting the, the audience to, to just hate your images. Yeah. Um and and any of your ideas is it's what what for 
Like yeah. I, do, I I get what you mean. Like you want us to value like the human life that was lost instead. Sure. And and I think that you know in the film's best moments that does get acknowledged. But again, like the thesis of the film is st- like it goes beyond that and says that I'm the problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very gross thing to just decide you're gonna you're gonna point the finger at me at the very last minute. It's maybe I I don't know, maybe I'm being like sensitive or something. I don't know. I no, I just don't need it, man. No, because, because <laughs> I don't need it. You know this what? This is it, it, yeah. Because if 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 he if he pulls out the the fuck you, you're the problem. A mm-hmm. trick out of the bag for uh, for Kate plays Christine. When he pulls out the fuck you, you're the problem trick out of the bag for Bisbee. I am the problem. A whole bunch of us are the problem. For reasons uh-huh. we'll get into when we actually talk about Bisbee. But Bisbee blames you for forgetting historical trauma. And Bisbee blames you for not knowing about the small towns and the areas that you're from and not keeping up with native and indigenous populations in, in, in the areas that you're living on, on the land that you're sleeping on, stepping on, eating on, everything. And the film, like, loves you enough to do the work for you and yeah. to help you do the work to exactly. understand that. Yeah, Bisbee 17 is, is never, I know we're not talking about that yet, so I'll, I'll try no. not to go deep, but Bisbee is not expecting you to know about Bisbee. Bisbee residents no. over the course of the film will tell you that they did not know about Bisbee. That they didn't know, or they still believe things that will later be proven to be false absolutely so you're you're right when you say that the film does all of your research for you because it does and the the fucking kate plays christine is the goddamn antichrist because this movie does (laughs) all of the work for kate caitlin shield does all of the work and yet does none of it for you she does it for herself to eventually play this woman and to put the gun to her head to say, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do it because you guys are fucking animals for watching this movie. I'm not, I know, I know Christine Chubbuck was the basis for network or whatever, but what kind of fucking network shit is this? That's, that's also bullshit. Like that. And then they keep on quoting network as well. It's like, no, no, that is that doesn't make any sense. Even if somebody has said that she is like the inspiration for network, it's like is that just that, a that non-truth? It doesn't make any sense because people have literally in Sarasota, Florida, everybody's forgotten about Christine Chubbuck. It did not change the like news making landscape at all. And the whole point of network is like, oh, if you do some crazy shit on TV. Like oh, ratings keep going up and going up and going up. You know, just like, like that's just like the us. Joker. Just like the movie The Joker. Cut the cameras, dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no definitive uh, articles. I'm sorry. Just like Joker. Yeah. Thank you, God. No. Um. 
It is some we live in a society bullshit that this movie is that this movie is, is desperately trying to avoid criticizing yeah. a, a white male hegemony that that tells you we live in a society. It is always mm-hmm. the Travis Bickles and the Arthur Flicks of the world who are telling you that we live in a fucking society, right? Yeah. So the 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 attempt at a uh, making this film a reclamation of that mindset by saying it was not actually, you know, fucking straight white males, uh, that, that originated the, we live in a society mindset and wanted to fucking kill themselves or kill other people on TV. It was actually a straight white woman. That oh, is, wait, do you think, you think the film is getting into that? It does get into that. The, 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 the film, spe- Caitlin Schill specifically mentions that the, the, like, even the Christine Chubbuck, like, legacy bleeding yeah. into network, they couldn't just make the character in network a woman. They had to make her a straight white male. Sure. She sure. mentions that specifically. That and is, then even the, that yeah, is fucking uh, deranged. That is, yeah. Bro. That is some, like, why can't, like, where are the female drone operators? Type shit. I know what you mean. If that I is, see what you if, mean. Uh, fucking, you know what? I was good for a couple episodes, but I'm back on my getting canceled <laughs> shit because I don't, uh, because I have coronavirus, dude. Yeah. If that's your vision of fucking feminism in, in, in 2020, if that's your idea of, of, of like, female liberation mm-hmm. is... The magnifying of of horrific torment. Yeah. And you're getting mad that, like, m- men are getting recognized for killing themselves in fictional TV pieces more yeah. than, like, a, 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 that's your problem with the Christine Chubbuck legacy? Like... What the f- what the fuck is wrong with actors, bro? I know. What is wrong with you motherfuckers? It's gross. Um I will say okay, but on the actor tip though, a couple of people in in their filmed like reenactments which like I don't know, we can get into that, but it's like what even are those? What are they? It's just an attempt are- to be VHS cool. It's so like it doesn't feel like you're making a film, which again, Bisbee gets into, but like, and does better, but God, like that, that <laughs> yeah, that shit is just like, even the news station that they have her, the news station that they have her sitting at at the end is just like undesigned at all. It's like, you're, it's so dog shit. Um, doesn't even attempt to fool me or whatever, but the, the actors, the few times that they, talk to them uh there are two different women who in being asked about christine chubbick just start to break down right because they understand like one woman there's the one woman who says like her her um her husband is very sick and fighting for his life um so to even approach the subject of somebody who wants to take their life is uh it's a lot for her um, and and she wishes that this person didn't feel that way and then there's the other woman who says like oh she's felt this way herself and at the end of the day like this is just someone who was sad enough to kill themselves and right. that's like what we should care about and it's very sad and you know when 
that's really when the film like th- see that's what I'm saying like that is the whole th- that's all you can say that's literally all you can say yeah and and the film brushes along very humanist lines of check up on people you love or mm-hmm. or be open with people um mm-hmm like be nice be empathetic it it all these all sound like very simple platitudes certainly when i'm talking about them but i mean the film quite literally like makes them text at certain points um there are certain characters who just say like yeah i loved christine because i was able to just talk to her about me being gay or i loved christine because those two guys rock yeah those two guys are fucking awesome dude short sleeve polo even if he wasn't wearing a short sleeve polo in my head he's wearing a short sleeve polo absolutely a size too small short sleeve polo on on the wrong side of florida with with the short sleeve polo we're gonna get into the florida thing yeah (laughs) we're gonna get into i have coronavirus we're gonna get into the florida thing yeah um no but i mean it's just simple acts that make you feel uh like a kindred to the real life christine chubbick and all of those things in the film really win you over and i think it does a good job of giving you a a holistic picture of christine chubbick and i i understand that the point of this movie is is the transgressive violence uh and her her relationship with the blood and guts her like her, that, her and, the, and and the choice to do it live on air exactly like i get yeah. i get that that's why they're making the movie the movie would not exist without if christine chubbick with all due respect would have lived and would have become just another like unremarkable news anchor then mm-hmm. she wouldn't have this movie made about her but Right. It's it's hard for me not to reconcile with them not focusing more on Christine Chubbick as like a person without an expiration date. Does that make sense? I see. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I really like I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the Antonio Campos film, Christine. Cuz Christine, uh-huh. how long how long has it been since you watched that one? I've never watched it. I thought you've seen Christine. No. That's like why we're friends. No. <laughs> I I lied. No. I have I, coronavirus. No. <laughs> Christine is great. You should watch Christine. Yeah, you I really think, like it. I love Christine. Me and Hannah are team Christine all the way. Nice. Um Christine really reconciles with her as a human being. And mm. it makes sense in a fictional film that they would want to do that because at the end of the day you realize that it's a fake movie through and through, right? Re or trying to bring to life and trying to fill in gaps that may not have necessarily been filled in. in what we know about Christine Chubbick, you realize that that film is trying its best to be real, but at the end of the day, a fictional film is going to fictionalize, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even if even if Rebecca Hall in a performance that really should have won an Oscar, even if she is like playing a real person. Mm-hmm. Christine Chubbuck hasn't been alive for like 30 years, 35 years. At this mm-hmm. point, she may as well be a fictional character. And it's nice to see Rebecca Hall invoke that and give Christine Chubbuck the name A Beautiful Life Lived. Or at, mm. uh, through a very good performance and a very good invocation of Christine Chubbuck as like a human being. 
right? Right, right. It doesn't even have to be a beautiful life. Just acknowledge that it is a a whole life. Exactly. Yeah. That that's yeah. a. I, yeah, I, I would I argue those two things are one and the same. But yeah, you did a better job of verbalizing it than I did. I I think, I think the 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 choice to have this be a semi-fictional, semi-non-fictional, kind of semi-serious, semi-comedic documentary, non-documentary about Christine about Christine, like it is full of redundancies and full of bad taste choices. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. Not my thing, man. Can I, okay, wait, can I ask, what do you think of Caitlin Scheel in general? So I'm, I'm actually pretty warm on her because she's really good in, uh, she dies tomorrow. Which I still also still have to watch. Yeah, Hannah and I watched that one a couple months ago. That is a, a movie I don't think you'll like very much, but I... I want to watch. It's got the Toonday out of Bimby factor in it. Take that into account. Um, no, Kate, Caitlin Schill is very good in that movie. Um, mm-hmm. She's really good. I've seen her in uh, a couple other smaller movies. I saw her in a Eugene Cotterly-Renko movie called A Wonderful Cloud that I did not think she was very good in. But no, everything that I've seen her in is, uh, with that that being the exception, is pretty solid. I think she's a good actress. Um, very sad actress eyes. Yeah. Uh, that are perfect for, like, dead VHS pixels. Yeah. Um, Can- yeah, she, I, I don't know. This is a specific thing for, for someone like me as an ex-Mormon, but she looks like a Mormon girl. You're so funny. Can I say that? Is that okay? <laughs> hey, man, I I mean, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> she's got Mormon face. Vincent. No, but she has, she has sad eyes in the way that you wish every actor would. Yeah, for sure. Um. I'm sorry. <laughs> Vincent. <laughs> Have you seen her in anything? Like, nah. She's in, mean, she's like, in a, a whole bunch of stuff. She's in a stuff. couple Alex Ross Perry films. Actually, let me see. Because I, I don't... Yeah, Color I Real don't Golden think I have, Exits. I don't think I've seen her for, like... Uh, She's in that, that mi- extended she's, of a she's amount in that of time. Miles Teller movie where he plays a dead soldier with uh, Amy Schumer in it. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds so freaking good, dude. Yeah. Um. Nah, man. Nah. Uh. Uh. Uh-uh. What do you think of her in in Kate plays Christine in KPC? KPC. I mean, it's fine. I guess it... I don't know. It is annoying. It's The film is so annoying. Because she does have this, like, kind of... Like, she can have this very flat, monotone, like, delivery sometimes. Right. Um, so, like, she'll be asking people questions. She's the one doing the interviewing. And, and then there's also, like, kind of eerie, atmospheric music. The music in At this the same one time? did not work for me uh, in the slightest. No, it did not. Yeah, no. You've no. got you've I'd, got some nerve scoring this like a prestige A twenty four horror movie. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like I can't even. 
you asked me about her in this, I can't even tell you because I don't like I'm not engaging with like actually her at all. It's it's just it's hard for me to take her. If this was my first exposure to Caitlin Shield proper, I yeah. truthfully that and uh, it's the fault does not fall on her shoulders. The entire no. enterprise is goofy, but yeah, to like if your if your idea or whoever's idea, I don't know if it's Robert Greene's idea. I feel like we haven't even talked about Robert Greene in the last thirty minutes. I don't know Who? exactly. <laughs> I don't know whose idea it was to get the spray tan and do the, the garish makeup and put the wig on and, you know, walk, yeah. walk like a, like a man. I think they mentioned that in the movie that she has like a masculine gait. Like, I don't know whose, mm-hmm. whose idea these, these very surface level performative, like ticks or these, these like, um, just these costumes that you're donning. I don't know these accessories. Whose idea was it to don all of these accessories and put together this horrific ghoulish attempt at recreating a woman's life completely on the surface. And when it starts to get below the surface, when Caitlin Sheila is trying to actually become Christine Chubbuck, it, um, it comes off like a fucking joke. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. And then she she keeps doing scenes, and she's like struggling and shit. It's I don't like it. Like she's trying. I'm I'm not blaming Caitlyn Shield at all. Oh yeah, it's just wrong. Is the thing the whole enterprise is wrong? The entire thing is fucked. I oh god, I don't like this. Movie. Can I can I say though? Shot by Sean Price Williams. Yeah, I was gonna say we're not even close to being done about this one, buddy. No, okay. Hell no. Nah. I've got, let me go through my Google, <laughs> Google docs real quick. I've got mm-hmm. 650 pages left of notes to go through. About okay. King we're Tasty right there. Scene. We're right there. Yeah. Um, what did you think of how the film looked? About how SPW shot, uh, at KPC mm-hmm. in the DOC <laughs> yeah. that we're talking about on the POD plus DOC. Yeah. Meanwhile, your BOI has a COVID-19. <laughs> Sean Price Williams is a fucking king, man. What do you mean? It looks great. He, I don't know how he does it, but like, even when he shoots, because he shoots so much like 16 millimeter stuff that like, even when he shoots digital, there's some kind of texture in there that is so nice it, all I, the time, man. I truly wouldn't be able to tell you the difference if he's behind the camera, man. It's It feels, I don't know, he's got a gaze. I see it. The only thing that it reminds me of is like whenever Anya Skadar and Claire Denis work together. Like there's, I don't know, it's, it's just nice. I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe it. It's like his gaze is, is very, I don't know. It can be distant, it can be close, it can be physical. Yeah, he's just, he's got, he's fundamentals, dude. He really is. It's just all fundamentals with him. (laughs) Sometimes you don't need somebody who's good at rebound or really good at at making threes, man. He's he's Tim Duncan to the bullshit. He's a big fundamental. Yeah. That's all you need, bro, is just somebody who's okay at everything. No, not even okay. He's nice with it at everything. You really think he's nice with it at everything? 
Yeah. Sean Price Williams. SPW. Yes. <laughs> of course. No, I, I was going to say something that I think might upset you, but I think. Okay. Obviously, so this movie looks better than Actress did. Yeah. Yeah, Bisbee does not look as good. Or Bisbee looks better than Kate Plays Christine did. Absolutely. Okay. And it should. Okay, for sure. Because yeah. Bisbee goes back to being shot by Robert Green. No, it's by somebody else. Is it really? Oh my God, I'm so stupid. Yeah, dude, that was like the dumbest thing you've said. <laughs> I have coronavirus, Vince. What the fuck? I know, I know. Man. The, um, are, are we done talking about Kate Plays Christine? No, I mean, I I did have... Sorry, I want to see who shot Bisbee real quick. Folks at home... Jer- this guy, Jared Alterman, he doesn't really have much to his name. Wow, he really doesn't. Damn, here I am thinking Robert Green snapped shooting. Mm-mm. Fucking Bisbee. Which, can I say, that makes me think of just, like... If we go back to actress real quick, like which really was shot by Robert Green. Um like that that helps maybe with access. Um but like maybe he just doesn't have the ability that somebody like a Sean Price Williams has or whoever. Well I mean Robert Green does everything. Um I know but so but I- even as of recent like he doesn't really shoot his own stuff all of the time. Sure. No, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Robert Greene does everything, and he did everything on Actress, so it makes sense that he might not be great at certain things. Mm-hmm. Which, if, if the... Because the cinematography in Actress is kind of but So it would make sense that he brings in, brings in the boys. Yeah. Right? Bring in the big guns. Absolutely. Bring in the big guns. Bring in the, the Tim guns. Make it work. Back to E! Entertainment Television talk on uh, PodDoc. You know, I'm stupid, and I didn't realize Keegan DeWitt did the score for both Kate Plays Christine and Bisbee. Um, Yeah. And I stand by my statement about the score for Kate Plays Christine being horrifically misrepresentative of what is actually in the film. And I yeah. doubled down on my point that Bisbee will see what Robert Greene's next movie looks like. Uh, but Bisbee might just be a fluke, folks. And it might be the best fluke in, like, modern independent film history. Um, yeah. Yeah. It rocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bisbee's great. But, um, no, I don't know. Some, yeah, it's something about the... the I don't. I don't even know if I know how to properly verbalize it, man. The sort of like just droning, um, almost ambient synthesizer, yeah. um, fucking room tone ass score. Yeah, it feels like I'm watching. It sounds like a robot being born, bro. I don't want that shit. Yeah, it sounds like a machine breathing. Yeah. <laughs> But see, yeah. it sounds like a like a very bad version of like what if, what if a submarine had a heartbeat? <laughs> what if my refrigerator got horny <laughs> and wanted to f- <laughs> wanted to fuck the freezer? Ah <laughs> uh, man! <laughs> what if my microwave could think? 
at that shit ratty. <laughs> that is a two pack of ass. <laughs> oh, it just it's sounds, just wrong. It sounds like a dumbed down version of uh of a like a ex machina or annihilation yeah. score i'm sorry yeah. um yeah and i love those guys and i i wish i could remember the other dude's name but jeff barrow and uh something or another mm-hmm. the dudes from portis head mm-hmm. they do good work over there because their films call for it to be that kind of like droning ambient um yeah occasionally obtrusive but generally out of the way just like really feeding into what the film needs this one uh doesn't compliment the film whatsoever because the film has uh, nothing <laughs> worth complimenting <laughs> and, and also i mean uh, we love keegan DeWitt. yeah we do yeah he did the score for fucking her smell man a movie i don't like but i think the, the music in that is awesome i love i love the all of the music in listen up philip it's it, he has he's got no shortage of ability and talent yeah it it, uh, it just has to come back to robert green and him taking direction of course of course <laughs> i just put my foot to the camera and vince got immediately uncomfortable or yeah. could it have been horny remains to be seen hmm you got anything uh, else you want to say about Kate plays Christine about KPC? No, I truly do not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cursed is, film. Cursed film for sure. It is worth noting too that the 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 general, at least on my letterboxed, the overall like uh, ratings I've got from like friends is all usually like excuse me it's all across the board either like five stars or uh, like one and a half or two stars yeah that sounds about right that is so funny that (laughs) they just made a demon film (laughs) (laughs) just an absolute (laughs) cryptid of a film that's so funny now we get to talk about glorious glorious praxis buddy yeah, let's get into Bisbee. Bisbee 17. Um, let's see. Wait, wait. Do I have... Oh, yeah, okay. I have my own synopsis written. Are you ready? Wait, I, I watched Bisbee 18. Fuck, man. Dude, you're not going to understand anything now. God damn it. What did you... You watched it... Did you know what was going on? When I watched it at Sundance, it was Bisbee 16. That wait, let me refresh that, my letterbox right now. <laughs> Bisbee twenty? What the fuck, Vince? Yeah. That's a good joke. Nothing but jokes over on this end of the COVID corner, folks. <laughs> um What's your synopsis? Okay. Bisbee. Uh on the centennial of a mass deportation as reaction to a labor uprising in the small town of Bisbee, Arizona, Robert Green conjures the ghosts of the past through research and reenactments from the town's current citizens. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, historically, I guess there was a whole thing of a mining company in Bisbee that was mining copper that was being used for World War One, which is a bullshit war. Yep. Um, and then the IWW comes in and they 
stardom. One of the most know. like like genuinely radical unions. Yeah, absolutely. In the universe, they, they start um. What's the word? I don't know. Not it's not organizing, but they start organizing for um more labor rights and non discrimination, especially and. That uh, that all goes to to shit. Yeah, tensions rise, and it results in what is at one point like an ideological standpoint, or uh, like like an ideological standoff between the IWW and the mining company, and then that quickly devolves into like Vince like, said, a, a deportation. Uh, I would, yeah, like I would local just say, law enforcement. Yeah, yeah. So the 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 mining company had the sheriffs in their pocket um and the sheriffs drive a group of uh, organizers and protesters out into the middle of the because bisbee's not far from the mexican border yeah drives them into the middle of the the badlands and leaves them there to die and lo and behold they died yeah so these people were murdered <laughs> we're does the film truly get into that? Uh, in the beginning, because it I does. do not know. In the beginning, it they, does. Okay, it ju- I feel like it just said they were left in the desert in New Mexico. No, one of the one of the ladies uh, who is related to, I believe the uh, the sheriffs, if I'm not mistaken, or she was somebody mm-hmm. on the wrong side of this particular bit of history. The way gotcha. she the way she wraps um, the way she like pads out that part of the history she says mm-hmm. like my my great grandfather just wrangled these these ruffians up and let nature do to them what nature was going to do to them she says something that is so gee golly gosh darn but is literally like admitting to if you if you were to have the 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 ca- closed captioning on that that bitch <laughs> to just <laughs> to just it would just say like I can say it because I'm Mexican, but it would just be like, yeah, we yeah. sent these wetbacks to die. That's literally yeah. what the fuck it is. That's what you no. mean, lady. You should fucking this- say it. You're a racist, and you're defending your racist grandfather who wanted nothing more than to. I'm sorry, Vince, but I'm serious. It really pissed off, me off. off. It really no, pissed sure, me yes. off this time watching it. At that point, you're defending somebody who. Dude, you probably didn't even fucking know him. Why do you no. care that much about this old dead racist who clearly wanted nothing more than to bathe his hands in in brown people's blood and like Eastern European people's blood? Exactly. What the fuck is your problem, dude? You owe that man nothing. You owe that man nothing, and you're sitting here over a family dinner of what I'm assuming is just mayonnaise and water with your with your two sons who look like identical clones of 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 like genome experiments of of creating the perfect cop. They, those, they both, both look the, like kneecaps. No. <laughs> both of those men were born with goatees. And their first words upon leaving their mother's womb, I can't say on this podcast anymore, or will get canceled again and removed off of iTunes. Again. 
<laughs> I have coronavirus. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh my god! The, this movie has no shortage of white people saying some foul shit. Ugh. Yeah. That this shit rocks. You lady, you know what, lady? I'm gonna go on the record and be the bigger person here. I'm sorry for calling you a bitch, but you, you, it is gonna <laughs> be a long, a long, hard road out of hell, woman. You have uh, a lot of questions you need to answer. Uh, Number one, what yeah. leg were you fucking that made you give birth to these two kneecaps? Stop. <laughs> Stop. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, exactly what you're talking about is what is what we meant as this film being kind of like a labor of love in a way is... Um, it's it's forcing these people to contend with a history that they have never had to contend with. Right. Like, however, how many th- how many people were sent out into the desert? Oh man, I don't even know. Uh, it is a it was a twelve hundred. Twelve. Okay, I thought it was like two thousand. Okay, twelve hundred striking like, miners violently taken from their homes. They were left to die in the desert, bro. Like, and do you think? And this lady is sitting there being like, well, it's what they had to do because they had to keep us safe from the socialists and the communists. And like, oh. Of course. What were, the, what, what were they doing that resulted in more than 1,200 people being left to die in the desert? It's a lot of people, man. That is so fucking many people. That's a lot of people. And, like, again, like, that lady is saying that shit, and she lives in fucking Bisbee, Arizona, in 2017, a hundred years later, and has never stopped to think about, like, hmm, what a fucking privilege it is that I still get to live here, or that, like, my grandfather's bloodline continued to make my dumb ass. Well, she, you know, she, shouldn't, she shouldn't be thankful, because, um, you know, those people are dead. So, exactly. There's a uh, there's no reason why you should be thankful if you don't have to actively think about the twelve thousand or the twelve hundred people that you're you're racist. Uh, the twelve billion people that were deported. Yeah, yeah. the one point two billion people who were <laughs> deported to the Kanchahari Desert. Um, that your terrible herpes ass grandfather had to fucking had to truck out mm-hmm. there and. Whatever the 1917 equivalent of a Ford F-150 with a MAGA bumper sticker on the, <laughs> on the back of it is like, yeah, no, really, yeah. The idea that this movie is um, at once a uh, an oh aw, aw, golly oh shucks let's let's make a movie about our town and yeah. is also simultaneously like forcing potato salad lady to 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 have to kind of think about and say that on camera like yeah kudos kudos to robert green for making making her tell on herself again potentially i don't know i i mm, the the film is not aggressive enough for me to say that that's like potentially mean you know it doesn't he just lets these people talk especially for the first like half hour or so of the film yeah and they're Um, all telling on themselves yeah, and he just lets it happen until, like, the only, you know, and it's, I think he's good about it, like, realizing it's really not his job to, to 
put his foot in it and say like, well, this is what you should be thinking. And instead, you have like, um, you have like the main guy Fernando. You have the woman who makes all this the scratch off pennies. Like, yeah. All these people who are who are willing to do the work and like literally Fernando tells that lizard looking fucking white guy to his face like, oh, actually, you're on stolen land. One hundred percent. Yeah, because he's all oh God, because he's all like, oh, you know, they were, you know, they were taking away American values or whatever. (laughs) And then Fernando rips into him. It rocks. He does. Yeah. No, your American value is literally at the expense of my life and at the expense of the lives of 1200 people. So at that point, just admit that you're okay with genocide and the 1200 people that look like me. You're telling that to my face right now. Exactly. And the, the, the gentleman who very begrudgingly but kind of has like a self-realization over the course of a, of a sentence he's like it's clear that what they were doing was uh like eugenics <laughs> you can tell that that's not what he wanted to say at the yeah. beginning of that sentence but when he yeah you can see you can just see the gears churning of him being like yeah killing, killing brown people trucking them out it- to the desert Gathering up um, ruffians. Oh wait, that sounds like ethnic cleansing <laughs> to me. Exactly. So this is we'll get into this because I think I uh, that one Robert Green interview I read. I think the interviewer called the film lovingly long. Sure. Which, like I think the film is a little bit long, but yeah, I agree with that. In that, but yeah, it's, I'd, uh, I'd rather have this be long than Kate plays Christine. For sure. No, but it, I I think emphasis on lovingly because. It's, uh, the film is like about this like slow realization that these people have to have. Right. And, you know, it's, you know, they have their preconceptions and then they have their preconceptions like actually be researched and contradicted. And then they're given, he chooses what roles these people get for the reenactment. And then the roles themselves are even talked about beforehand, like yeah. a lot. Yeah. They're like prepping. And exactly. And then they act it out. And then, like, they have their own reactions, and at, and in, you know, we'll get into it, but it, in the reenactment, they find, like, a, a place in reality where they can actually start to think about this shit seriously. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, that's, the, the film is very nicely done in that way. This is, this is the best materialization of his thesis out of all Absolutely. three of these films. Absolutely. This, this film feels like it, it, it maybe because i again i saw bisbee like first in terms of his directorial films it's really hard for me to reconcile with something as kind of like fine but forgettable as actress and something as just wrong as kate plays christine knowing mm-hmm. that you have something as genuinely powerful and as 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 um with with as as solid an ideological praxis as Bisbee has, yeah, it's yeah. Every, it, Bisbee is just the type of film that is so good it makes everything before it look just kind of bad, like a for sure, like a, like it was a, just a, a a step towards you know Bisbee. Yeah, yeah, everything everything before this looks like a mixtape, for sure. Yeah, Bisbee's the yeah, album. It, Bisbee's the album. It's really yeah it's really good Um, i love us you know you know do you feel this right now (laughs) i really just love this for us i have coronavirus Mm -hmm. 
And I just love, I love this for us. Yeah. Um, what was I going to, uh, but, uh, oh yeah, we talk about, we talk about praxis a lot and like a film having praxis, but this film is literally praxis in real time. Praxis is like the application of your values. Yeah. This, and it is, yeah, it is him applying that in the way that he knows how to Robert Greene as a filmmaker. Yeah. By, by empowering other people to, identify their own praxis this film is is if he's like carpet bombing a small arizona town Mm -hmm. but instead of like napalm or explosives or a nuke it's like Mm -hmm. literally just like like the awakening of like some sort of like class consciousness he's causing all of these people to he's red pilling them man yeah, he sure. Tr- yeah, truthfully, is he's like making. See, I it came full circle, Vince. <laughs> Nothing is accidental. Baby. I've got coronavirus. We're all good. No, he really uh, is. He's making them become aware of their situation, um, whereas some of them might have been <coughs> passingly aware of it. Or, uh, I mean, they live there, so in as much as we're aware of Vegas history, and we just kind of take it on face value, like no, he's making them engage with it and interrogate it. Uh, everybody yeah nobody is like there's no stone left unturned if you live in bisbee at the centennial you have to participate in this in some way yeah or you or you at least saw these people participating in it and it makes you think yes the act of seeing this is probably equally as powerful as the participation yeah and and again this is why like this is why kate plays christine sucks so much fucking ass is like literally like putting these images on display does all of the work in a good way. Yeah. You've got, you've got modeling and you've got play. You've got these people modeling the, 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 and embodying the spirits of their ancestors. And if people who have passed Mm -hmm. away and then you, Mm -hmm. you're allowing them to, to step into their shoes and to, to, to like wear their clothes and to live as them, uh, in, in a, in a situation where other people are doing the same thing. And it takes the Kate plays Christine dead woman cosplay idea and it develops it into a workable experiment because then he allows his subjects to, to play and their, their playpen, their area of, of experimentation is the setting that they're uh, all deriving their meaning from. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Kate plays Christine Shore. Um, Caitlin (laughs) Scheel is in Sarasota, the purgatorial state of Florida, which I now realize and we didn't get to talk about. Oh, no. It doesn't exist. That's a whole different thing. Um, Annihilation was a documentary is my point. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but it, it just all, again, not to harp on it, it, that it feels like she's playing dress up and she's doing an impression. And that does not speak ill of Caitlin Shield's performance in that because she's obviously a talented actress, but I think it, it, like we said, it's just a failed experiment that has fucked any type of way you come at it. This works because it's a big experiment using a lot of people using Mm -hmm. a a setting that, that, that again, you're deriving all of the meaning from you're playing with the 
the the games that the people played with at the time. I don't know. And it, and he hands it over to his subjects. Absolutely. Like, he takes himself he, out of it completely. That's the other part. Yeah, it's completely non-obtrusive. I mean, he doesn't... It's like, directed. Not completely, completely. No. But like, no, absolutely. Yeah, it is directed. It's directed, but yeah, he, choreographed, orchestrated, everything. But that's where he stops. Yeah, I after think, that. what He doesn't tell you what to get out of it, is yeah. the point, I guess. Yeah, that's... Okay, there yeah, we we're, go. We're on the same page. We're on the same page. I'm looking at a page right now, and it says Johan Rucker and Vincent Briscoe. And then mine has an asterisk next to it that says I have coronavirus. Yes, it does. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I've just run out of water, Vincent. <laughs> I'm just saying, folks, from here on out, we could be entering raspy boy territory. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know what what else to oh yeah there's the oh my god one of my favorite bits maybe in filmmaking that I've maybe ever seen where Fernando is I think he's reading lines or a song and, and he's reading lines and he can't pronounce a word he's trying to figure it out and then Robert Green corrects him and says solidarity yeah yeah he struggles with it because he's like saw so, saw so. So, and then he, he just stops. He shuts himself down out of, like, a shyness, like a reluctance to be embarrassed. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly like, like you said, he helps him out. And, folks, that Praxis shit that we were just talking about, that's all of it right there. That Praxis pack is hitting extra loud at that point. <laughs> it singed my eyebrows off, man. Hold it in, hold it in, hold it in. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Take a, yeah, ni- dude. a nice long rip off of that ideological bong you're smoking. Yeah. <laughs> it is nice. It's, um, it's real nice with it, man. Uh, this Robert Greene's a nasty man, dude. Yeah. I, uh, again, films about films about death are just better. Films about um, trying to find a ghost are better. You know, I think that's yeah. That's how I feel about Lucretia Martel films is they're all about ghosts. But I do I do want to get into because uh we'll get into the film visually right after this maybe, but I there's the the two kneecap looking ass cop sons or whatever. Yeah. That the peanuts from pl- the Proud Family movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have coronavirus. They, uh, he he does. They they play real ancestors of theirs, like their their great grandfather. Yeah, their dead racist sheriff great grandfathers, who who deported his own brother. Yeah, and you see, like you see, not because he was the, brown, but because he was a sympathizer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you see these guys now, and there's the one brother with the the horseshoe goatee who is a former cop, and he. Uh, you know sympathizes with the whole thing and then the other brother who's like apolitical he's like it, they ask him about it he's like i don't know it's just some it's just a thing that happened yeah he um, says he tries not to like think about it or something like that yeah and he doesn't think much of it is really it but uh so they they kind of flip-flop the roles so right there horseshoe brother ends up getting playing the brother who gets deported um and the other one uh, does the deporting, I guess. So I don't know. the 
there's the choice to do that. There's also the bit where the Horseshoe Brother, he, the, God, it is sad, bro. Like, he, he goes to the mine because his dad has passed away. Like, yeah. His dad died a while ago or whatever. He goes to the mine to, like, do research or whatever. And as he's talking about, it, he breaks down and sees that, like, even on the, the, like, time card thing on the outside, his father's name is still up there with, like, the keys. Yeah. And it is so moving it's for him up. to, like, to understand what the, what the mine meant to these people and, like, why they wanted to hold on to it. And you see how excited he is to go back inside of the mine and ride the little, like, train car. Yeah, because it is, it, at, at, yeah. at that point in history, it was as pervasive and as perverted as <clears throat> Western expansion was. There is something so beautiful about, about, discovering new territory and, and and discovering i don't know just discovery period right that that goes without saying yeah. the slaughter and displacement of native peoples is horrifying and should be punishable by by being blasted off into fucking outer space but yeah the the there is a, a unique romanticism to the American Southwest that I think you and I can certainly appreciate very much because we fucking live here and we've made we made a documentary about it, man. <laughs> yeah, um, there's something so nice hearing about hearing people who have lived here for a very long time or lived in this specific area of our country for a long time talk about the history and talk about how at a certain point there was just magic to be found like there was magic absolutely. to be found in every corner in the ground yeah in the ground absolutely. or or in the water in in the skylines like there was just yeah. like visions to be had everywhere clay t in in the the short documentary that me and vince made very wonderful local scholar uh I like I don't know she's she's a, a true Swiss army woman in every aspect of the word um Clay mm-hmm. T White who we met through UNLV like she is the f- foremost pre- preeminent like expert on the the historic west side community in Vegas she she will tell you she speaks about it so beautifully putting putting mm-hmm. into words like what yeah. was once the junction of two train tracks on the west side of Las Vegas suddenly became like the home to like a black renaissance in town and that's exactly. that's quite literally the same thing and i know when i was going around taking photographs of the west side and you see signs and you see murals and you see churches and you see like vestiges of the the like bustling little metropolis that was there before everything went to fucking shit mm-hmm. you you can touch that magic mm-hmm. you can start to live amongst it and you can start to to just some of the, I don't know, some of the fairy dust just like brushes off of you. And it really, yeah. you carry that energy with you, man. And and that is, I think, exactly what you're talking about. He goes to the space, he starts to invoke the time, and he can feel it. He can feel, literally feel the fucking magic, man. And and that is that is a level of like niceness, I guess. or Absolutely. Like acknowledgement of beauty. And, it would and be, meaning to people that he that Robert Greene has never filmed before. It would be at, at least that I know of. It would be know. so <laughs> easy for him, rightfully so, to just see this mine as a blight 
of American corporate expansion and yeah. uh, like the industrial revolution and the mm-hmm. pe- uh, profit over people, just anything like that. Right. Which it is obviously, but to go into the mines and to see the, the charm of the fucking dingy little iron carts or whatever, and to allow uh, a son to reconnect with his father, to reconnect with his grandfathers and stuff through this magical fucking hole in the ground. Like, yeah, that's, that is something special. That is magic. It is. That's that is like just absolutely magic justifies not only this film's existence justifies this director's fucking career. Uh, yeah, no cap. Um, can we talk about how the film looks? I think it looks great. It looked nice. It's real nice with it. I would go as far as to say he goes big. Yeah, he goes really big. It goes wide. Can I tell you what theater we watched this at Sundance? Oh, I want to know. We watched this at the Prospector. Prospector, Prospector. Where uh, did, what, is that where we saw Charm City Kings? No, that's not where we saw Charm City Kings. We saw Charm City Kings at the... At the uh, Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe we watched this at the landmark. Either way, it was the one we watched raw there. Oh, that little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That is the landmark then, right? I have no idea. I think it is the landmark because uh, either way, that space is like a holiday inn or whatever. And the thing about that theater is that the seats are very, very high and the screen is like almost at floor level. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that, but either way, like, yeah. you kind of get a very detached point of view from whatever seat you're in in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so you I, you get this like like massive tiny view of the screen, and yeah. it's great because y- y- I I there's a, a specific kind of look and a, a specific memory I have of how that movie looked and how it made me feel that I will carry with me forever. I think it's genuinely like in in four years of going to the festival and seeing a whole bunch of really just like beautiful films i i think bisbee will always be high on my list of Mm -hmm. of yeah just like almost perfect sundance screenings i don't know yeah it it looks beautiful it's very big um not afraid to go really dark not afraid to go really bright yeah it uh i I don't know how to say this, but like it gets into like I like we talked about the the whole brother storyline, right? Uh, which gets acknowledged. It gets into almost like prestige drama territory. No, it absolutely does. The two n- kneehead brothers storyline yeah. is quite literally like a like that is just at its basis a like, at Toby McGuire Jake Gyllenhaal film man. <laughs> or whatever yeah it it is it is it's uh yeah i it's such a particular thing because because you don't expect that from like documentary it's it's um it's and it's it's and it's not like all the way to the point of of um oh oh it might as well have been that like no it still feels like a documentary that's being like controlled or whatever but it i i think that it's somehow the the swell of the the storyline that is like perfectly matched with the images like 
bring it to such a high level that it made me think of that i guess because it's all it's in a good way of course yeah it's all very simple i don't know it's all very simple yeah the conflict in this town which to to two dumb lefties like us i mean just shouldn't have happened right obviously shouldn't have happened it shouldn't have reached a fucking head but no it's all really simple. It's all very basic drama, and it's all very, it's all like rooted in myth. Families torn apart, brothers torn apart, forced to, to, to go against each other and to oppose each other ideologically, physically, violently. Like it, it, it it's all just, it really is the situation was black and white. Right? Yeah. It, it seems like there, as far as we know, there wasn't a whole lot of like gray zone gray area in yeah no in that town um no no i think uh you you touched on it when the the brothers are kind of forced to flip-flop their roles mm-hmm. right is that not like because their their mother was the one who was talking about how our, she was talking that shit. She was talking that shit, of course. She was the one that was talking about how, like, well, they were just try- trying to do the right thing to defend American values from socialists and communists. And yeah. they're all conflating these completely different things into one macro idea. Yeah. They, people are so, people on the right, I think, obviously now we're seeing it in the country again, are, like, so willing to demonize socialism or Marxism or capitalism, or, excuse me, communism, um, not con- like obviously they conflate it into one thing, but they're willing to demonize like leftist ideology and leftist viewpoints into something that is ugly and malicious and and destructive. When I think this film is like a primer, it's like a 101 to show you that no, that lady is wrong because her two sons were able to see that like the these movements are all about empathy. Mm-hmm. They're literally mm-hmm. all about just trying to put you in the shoes of somebody who does not have it as good as you. And you know what? If you don't have it that good, there's somebody who has it fucking worse than you do. And you should always have them in your head to motivate your actions. If exactly. I'm not if I'm not thinking about either somebody who didn't have as many chances as I've had, somebody who yeah. doesn't have as many resources as I've had, or somebody yeah. who who physically, emotionally, mentally just like can't have the 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 opportunities i've had if i'm not keeping those things in mind as i'm living my life and trying to go forward in in as like i don't know like i'm like i'm trying to do right you're trying to do right by yeah by these whether they be real or imaginary people that you have kicking in the back of your head if that's not what keeps you going you're not like a like I don't know what the fuck you're doing. And these, exactly. these brothers got to experience that is my point. So I really hope that that fucking like made them realize like, no, I'm, I, I'm not here to, to cause trouble. IWW was not there to cause trouble or to rabble rouse or to disrupt mm-hmm. your way of American life. No, they were just trying to make sure one, the people who you don't fucking care about, whether they live or die, they were trying to make sure that those people don't die and they were trying to right. make sure that they get paid the same amount that you're getting paid for dangerous work. And you know what? If they're successful with that, maybe they can get you more money. Yeah, like what? Exactly. It's stupid. 
Why people it's have not, problems with unions. Stupid. Yeah, It's like that simple thing. It's like, why is that a problem? And again, why does that have to result in 1,200 people dying? Why does it have to result in an ideological divide between left and right? There's nothing... There, that there's we no, can sorry yeah we can get into into this in the movie because this is a film that came out in 2017 or no 2018 yeah filmed um, in 2017 filmed in 2017 i mean it's so about like literally left and right wing divide that we currently feel that it it's not even worth saying right you know what i mean it's it is like definitely a, a response to to Trump shit. Um, of course, yeah. And yeah, it's there's it's. No, I don't I don't know where I'm going. No, you're good. Yeah. It's no accident that the focus of this film is a town that used to be brown and is now completely settled by like white people. Yeah, and I think uh, on I the border. Yeah, I wanted to bring it. It reminds me a lot of Monrovia, Indiana. It is really similar to Monrovia, Indiana. And, you These know, people, yeah, it, it, I like I don't I I think I can't. I obviously I came off way too brash at the beginning. I don't hate any of these people. I don't um, because at the end of the day, like they were given an opportunity. They were given an opportunity to learn. I, yeah. I mean yeah. that like they were truly like given an opportunity I would say forced to, like you said, like, like reconcile with that, like engage with, Mm -hmm. with that part of their history. And it's, it's hard for me to imagine a person who's not like changed by that in some way. So in the same way that Monrovia, Indiana has like a, a lot of politics that I disagree with. I don't hate any of those people. I don't discount them. I don't think they're fucking deplorable or anything like that. No, I think it's, uh, that's what, makes these films relate to each other it's like no these people are they're shooting themselves in the foot not acknowledging like their own histories absolutely or uh you know monrovia indiana everybody there voted for trump like you're you're signing your own death wish like and you're you don't realize this yep and i like i i get why you don't but like god damn it man like like i i want to to help you help yourself like yeah it's that's what's nice about this at least let me try yeah let me let let let's give it a shot man yeah let's give it a shot yeah hopefully i hope at some point we'll get to do a frederick wiseman episode i'm sure we will um yeah definitely but monrovia is a beautiful because you've got a director who doesn't hate anybody even though like obviously frederick wiseman and robert green Frederick Wiseman in interviews and Robert Greene any given hour on Twitter are both obviously vehemently anti-Trump, which good for you. You're a human being. Um, yeah. Like they, they, they are able to film people with completely diametrically opposing um, viewpoints that they have and film them without hate. Yeah. And I think that's something that you and I tend to agree on quite a bit is like, I like I don't understand why you'd spend your time filming somebody you fucking hate. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is why that that whole Kate play Chris Kate plays Christine ordeal, even though they didn't hate Christine Chubbick, I don't know if they took her nearly as seriously as they 
they should have, or I, something got lost in translation there. Yeah. That resulted in it being, let's play dress up. And let me get 50 spray tans. Um, you got anything else? I did forget to say that, uh, did you know Sean Price Williams, like, cut his teeth working with Albert Maisel's? No, I didn't know that. Um. That's our Aiden yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, with Grey Gardens, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, um. No, I've got, Albert, I, yeah. I, I don't think I've got anything else on, uh, Bisbeer. That- Alrighty, well then, this has been another episode of Dog Pod. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, yeah, be sure to follow us on uh, on social media. On social social media, follow us on Twitter at Doc Plus Pod. Um, follow our respective Twitter accounts through that. Uh, if you have anything you want to add, uh, go ahead and. Drop us a line. Mm-hmm. Email Vince directly. Don't do that. Please do not do that. Call Vince at 333-33-3333. No. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. And uh, All right. I've got coronavirus. That's true. Okay, bye. 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 <laughs>